our goal is to to be over two million dollars in AR by December. Yeah. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Santi Biblioni. He is a Silicon Valley-based technology entrepreneur and co-founder and CEO at a company called Core, the next generation solution for creative and professional teams that intelligently suggests how to manage your projects, teams, and finances. Prior, he founded Balloon Group, one of America's fastest growing digital agencies, among other businesses. Today, he continues to grow Core and is also a sales and fundraising mentor at 500 startups, as well as a speaker and jury in big technology, advertising, and entrepreneurial events. Santi, you ready to take us to the top? Hi, Nathan. Thank you for having me. You bet. So if people want to follow along, the URL to your website is project and then cor.com. So that's where they can follow along. But tell us what the company does. So we're the project's profitability platform. What we understood is that in the Villa Blowers market, like all companies that sell hours, project management is not a problem. The real problem that is behind project management is project's profitability. Consulting for you selling directly to agencies mostly? Yeah, so we sell to agencies, to consulting firms, to law firms, accounting firms. These companies that are selling hours, eh, they need to understand their profitability on a, on, in real time. And the reason why this was not happening, happening before is because no one wants to log hours, right? No one wants to log hours because it's tough to log hours manually. I mean, everyone's hated. And at the same time, everyone feels that logging hours is for their control. People, managers controlling their time. The reason why we are educating these people on, 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 on time tracking is because we are automating this with AI. And at the same time, we are letting them know that this is the way where managers can understand their costs to better negotiate fees with the clients. This way, you can hire more people, you can increase salaries, and you can have a healthier company. Understood. And how are you differentiating yourself from like pure play time tracking tools like Time Doctor or more like task management tools like Basecamp, ClickUp, or Monday? Great. So that's a great question. Um, we're not a project management tool. I mean, we are a vertical solution and end-to-end solution for professional services firms. It means you have machine learning applied on models like sending estimates and proposals, managing projects with reworks, with overheads, with fees, with brands and clients. You have clients' dashboards. You have everything and you are integrated with different ERPs. You can standardize all your different services. So it's 80% of our current customers have switched from tools like Asana, Trello, Monday, uh, ClickCap, um, you name them, Jira, Trello. So these horizontal solutions are, are great. But once these companies try to professionalize uh, them better, 
they need to jump to a vertical solution. That's what happened with Procore in the construction vertical, for example. I see. And and so when they do jump to you, on average, what are they, what are they paying you per month to use your technology? Yeah, so they pay uh, $30 per user per month, and they will have access to the whole solution. It means you you'll send estimates, you'll send you you you're gonna manage projects, fees, overheads, ERP invoicing, and everything. Mm-hmm. So what's the average? What I'm asking is not necessarily the per seat average, but the actual company average. When a company signs up with you, what are they paying you on average per month? Would you say today our ACV is nineteen thousand dollars per year? Yeah, but of course we have like enterprise customers that have like are paying us over 100k per year uh, and we have some but we, some now we have a lot of smbs who are paying i don't know like 5k 5, 5k a year yeah that makes a lot of sense so so you have sort of different sales motions sort of a upper mid market at nineteen thousand dollar acv then an smb motion as well which hopefully is probably closer to no touch right yeah what does your team look like today how many folks do you have building this 66 65 66 okay, okay. And, and what's the breakdown? How many would you say are engineers? So today we have half and half. We have just closed our CSA, so we're going to invest 70% growth and 30% product. Okay, but how many engineers of the 66 today? 30? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I guess the reason I'm asking is when you look at your sales motion, do you have quota carrying sales reps or is most of the selling happening no touch? So as a company, we, we target more the enterprise segment. So we do have a pre-sales like SDRs and we have sales people for a typical B2B SaaS enterprise solution. So we have SDRs and we have AEs. So, so, so how many total sales reps do you have in the sales team? We have 12. 12. I mean, was this a key, I and mean, this must have been a key thing you had to think about going into your Series A is if you raise money, can you hire AEs at what quota to like start driving ARR growth, right? How did you think about that? Yeah, exactly. So we are, we, are hi- we are aggressively hiring SDRs and AEs and investing a lot in lead gen, in lead generation today. And yeah, the way how we think about salaries and quotas is Normally between 3.5 and 4x uh, quota versus salar- versus OTE. So yes. we normally do OTE half and half uh, for sales reps. Half and half means if you have a, an OTE of 150k, it's um, 75 salary, 75 commission, and then uh, your your quota is going to be like 3.5 or 4x that amount. To take the 150k, your full on-target earnings times 3.5 to 4x, so something like 600 to 700 thousand dollars is your quota target for new AEs. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's market. So, tell me more about the backstory here. When did you launch the company? So, we launched the product like three years and a half ago uh, here in NSF in, in, in San Francisco, and after going through 500 startups program here, uh, we. I mean, we, the co-founders, are Argentinian, so moved to the Valley like to to launch the company. We 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 made a we made a a, a company before that we exited most of it uh, like five years 
ago, and we we felt the problem firsthand. Mm-hmm. So the three co-founders, we we know each other from like for long. Uh, Jose, who is my co-founder and and CFO COO, he has been also a partner on the previous company I, I started. So yeah, we have we've been ten although although we are young, like thirty one years old, um, we've been ten years working together. And Santi, did you guys just split equity down the middle, 30-30-30? We didn't. Um, We didn't because like there were, we had like different positions on taking risks at the very beginning. So we compensated equity with risk. Yeah, I see. Did any of the co-founders put in capital to get the business going? Yeah, two of us, uh, Jose and I, invested some of our capital uh, just to develop the MVP. Yep. So let's build up to your current Series A, but let's go back and start the MVP. How much did you guys spend of your own money to build the MVP? Uh, <clears throat> it was not too much. I mean, uh, like 10K um, to just like get the a, a minimum MVP, a minimum buy-all product, uh, get it like up and running um it was it was awful but we launched it and and we had like three three to four customers with that uh, and that's how we got into 500 that's very cool and now how many customers are you serving today today we have 115 clients or less. 115 okay so it starts with your own money and then it sounds like you raise some capital so let's go let's work backwards you just raised i guess a series a how much did you raise we raised six million. Okay, six million. And uh, w- most of that capital you think is going to go towards your sales efforts, or is there a lot of engineering hires there too? So we're going to invest seventy percent growth, which is like marketing, like all lead gen marketing, pre-sales, sales, and post-sales. And then we're going to allocate thirty percent of the capital to to product, which is already very robust and working pretty well with a great like customer satisfaction and more and part part i mean pro we're, we're going to invest a little bit more in product but like in features that are product led growth so it's product features but that will be for sales enablement A lot of you guys will ping me out of the blue at asking for help selling your software companies, but I'm not a broker and I'm really focused on founder path right now, not helping folks sell their company. So I'm always looking for great tools to recommend for you guys to quickly figure out what you could potentially sell your company for and how much cash you could get. That's where Flippa comes in. Now here's my thing about brokerages, especially for selling your company. You guys should not have to pay a 10% brokerage fee when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into building your company for years that have a sale. All smart founders know though that the best way to maximize price is to have multiple options. So how do you get multiple options, multiple bids on your company without paying a broker 10% or more? Well, I recommend Flippa because they have the largest list of buyers for these sorts of digital assets, which almost always guarantees a bidding war. I tell my founder friends all the time to try Flippa's valuation calculator to see what their company is worth. And I encourage you guys to do it today. Go to nathanlacka.com forward slash Flippa right now to test out the valuation calculator for free. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash F-L-I-P-P-A. 
Santi, I'm curious. I mean, playing out of COVID valuations are, I'm just curious generally about when you guys raise the six million, you can give me a range if you want, but like what valuations you guys raise at? So we're typically raising at um, 25X uh, revenue. Okay, got it. So what, like how much of the company were you selling for 6 million? Like 15%, something like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, today we, 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 we were lucky enough because we we were growing at a nine nine point eight percent month over month. Yep. So we, uh, I mean, that's like kind of doing one hundred and seventy one hundred and eighty percent year over year. That's like tripling revenue year over year. So we we were lucky that we got a a, a good valuation at this time, and yeah, we got diluted kind of like ten percent on this bridge round because we raised two million and then we raised four. At different valuations, different terms. Oh, uh, the, okay. same, the same, the same round that we were, yeah. As, as we were growing, we we decided to 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 split terms, and yeah, at, for the for the last four million, we got diluted like ten percent. I see. when was the first two million closed? Um, like a year ago. Oh, I see, I see. And and explain to me the strategy behind that. Why close two million and let it roll for a year, and then close another four? Because we were not raising money, we we received a, a term sheet, an inbound term sheet, and <clears throat> and the the person. So we we started the round with a with a venture capital firm, uh, which is called Scop Scop Venture Capital. It's a it's a whose managing director is Kevin O'Connor, the founder of DoubleClick, the largest company that Google ever acquired. Yep. Um, so the company, the the round was led by Kevin, by by his fund, by by Scop. Then um, we received an inbound term sheet to add more capital to the round, as we were not raising money, and it was this capital came from uh, an individual, and this individual <clears throat> didn't want to take a place on the board seat. So we know that it's not typical. But at least it was pretty helpful for us. I mean, it was it was great because this person didn't want to take a seat on the board, <clears throat> but he wanted to deploy one million on us, and so we just like leveraged that one million. And as we had some due diligence, we we knocked some of like some prospects' doors, and we allocate we we received three other million and we 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 made the whole thing as like the kind of the although there are kind of like different rounds and because there are different terms we we called it series a like all preferred stocks there there's the, the same stocks for everyone yeah and so was the two million that you closed a year ago at about like half the valuation of what you just closed the four million at yeah mm -hmm. I Okay, got it. So you can do this and have different valuations. Yeah, I mean it's not typical, but and and we didn't know before this that it was not on our mind to do this, but is it's the way it went, and we were very lucky. I mean, uh, not very much dilution, great investors. I mean, we had <clears throat> top VCs and at the same time great individuals. Uh, we had the founder at so Kevin O'Connor, the founder of DoubleClick. Then 
Dax Smith, the founder of Anaplan, public company, the founder of Aquafold, sold over 1 billion, founder of Cracks, sold to Salesforce for over 1 billion, uh, global CEO at Walmart. Um, Marcus Galperin did a follow on, who's the founder at uh, Mercury. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's strategic, but basically, to sum it up, you brought in strategic partners, you sold 10% twice over the past year, 2 million on 20, and then another 4 million on 40, basically. More or less. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I think I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's getting creative. That's smart. And I mean, we can sort of, I mean, I can take 100 customers times the $1,500 ARPU, right, on average, which is a $19,000 ACV. And that puts you like somewhere around, what, 150 grand a month right now in revenue? Sorry, say it again? One and a half, 100? Yeah, you said you have about 115 customers. Yeah. Times the average ACV you gave me about 19 grand. It means you're doing something around 150,000 bucks a month right now in revenue. Average, yeah. 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 Okay. Can you break $200,000 a month this year, you think? Yeah. I mean, our goal this year is to, <clears throat> to get, to continue growing into this nine, nine, over 9% month per month. And, and this will help us achieve. Our goal is to, to be over $2 million in AR. By December. Yeah. By yeah. December. Yeah. And if you're at like call again, 130, 140, $150,000 a month today, where were you exactly one year ago? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, we're doing 400k if I'm not wrong. Oh, an ARR. Yeah, an ARR. Yeah, wow. okay, it's a lot, lot, <laughs> significant growth, very significant growth. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, this 400, is good stuff. 400 to 500k. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Regardless, good growth. And and just as we wrap up here, where is most of the growth coming from? So so is it mostly outbound, or are you doing other inbound things? No, we're, we started, we, we are a different animal. We started to do inbound after doing outbound. Um, yeah, and we started to invest more aggressively in inbound kind of like uh, early this year. So we started with a great content strategy with SEO, then uh, trying to expand our database to do more email marketing. So we're having most of our enterprise customers that come from the inbound way, because most of the enterprise customers come outbound. Uh, but the ones that come from uh, on, a, on an inbound way, they come through email marketing, by, like email nurturing on the database. That's enterprise. When it comes to the SMBs, it's mostly organic. It's mostly uh, organic search through our blogging, our blog, our content, our SEO. And are they sticking? I mean, what, what is your gross churn look like over the past 12 months? You're, you're asking me for the, for the greatest uh, metric we have. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're asking. Um, our last 12 months churn is 4%. Got it. Uh, and, and what's expansion on the same cohort? Net revenue retention is 114%. 114 got it so you're expanding by about 18 percent you're churning four percent your net 114. yeah mm -hmm. that's great is most the expansion coming from teams adding more seats or do you have a feature-based or a usage-based upsell as well more seats more seats yeah. yeah makes a lot of sense very cool santi let's wrap up here with the famous five number one favorite business book Oof. uh start with why number two is there a ceo you're following or studying if I'm a, a CEO, what? Uh, is there a founder that you're following or studying? Yeah, 
I I really admire Marcus Galbraith, who's the founder and CEO of Mercado Libre. They say Amazon for Latin America. CEO of who? Mercado Libre. Mercado Libre. Okay, I haven't heard of it. Mercado Libre is an eighty billion dollar company in Nasdaq. Uh, he's Argentinian, and he he started the largest comp- tech company in Latin America. How do you spell his last name? Mer- ah, his last name is Galperin. Marcos G- Galperin, G-A-L-P-E-R-R-I-N. Got it. Okay. Marcos Galperin. Very good. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business besides your own? <laughs> HubSpot. Number four, how many? You're not in any acquisition talks with them, are you? Acquisition, we had to. Yeah. Why did you decide not to sell? <clears throat> for we're here for the long term. I mean, that's the answer. Uh, we we didn't start this new company to to sell it uh, right ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? <sighs> Normally, human things, um, relationships. I'm starting to know how many how much sleep do you get each night? Hours. Oh, ah, sorry. That's okay. Um, um on oh, eight hours. Eight. Yeah. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married with one eight months baby. So when I said eight hours was like before the baby. <laughs> wow. Okay. And you're 31, right? Yeah, I'm 31. Last question. What's something you wish you when you were 20? <laughs> uh I have no regrets. I mean, I am pretty happy of everything I did and I didn't and the things I, I didn't make. Guys, Project Core, C-O-R.com, launched back in 2018. They hit about a half million dollar run rate last year, now up to north of that. They've broken a million dollar run rate, hoping to break a $2 million run rate by the end of this year. They just raised $4 million bucks at a $40 million valuation, healthy revenue multiple, call it 25, 26X there. Team size 66 right now, 30 engineers, 12 in sales and marketing, using the new round of funding to bring in additional talent to keep pushing growth forward. A verticalized solution for marketing agencies to manage their project-based billing, hours, all that stuff. Santi, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.